Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people, sharing uplifting news stories, and delivering tips and tricks to bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest this week, Patricia Arquette, Hollywood superstar, Oscar winner, multiple award winner actually now, off the back of Escape at Danamora. Uh, And so I unapologetically struggle to keep my fanboy levels in check for this one. Um, She was just, she was wonderful. She was so nice uh, and such a, a joy to listen to and so interesting and to talk about longevity someone who's had such a such a wonderfully rich and and varied career and someone who at the age of 51 is is ultimately in the form of her life there was a time if you're a movie fan like me there was a time a few years ago where i mean this is i feel wrong saying this but this is a fact um it's not even that long ago, really, that once a woman was of a certain age, it was flipping tough out there, which is heartbreaking. And as Patricia says, this is a wonderful time to be an actor because you've got so many channels out there and there's the need for the the, the quantity, yes, but there's the need for the quality. And the, as you will know, if you're a TV fan, the quality out there is ridiculous. So it's tough for movies. It's It's unless you're making a superhero movie or a franchise movie, it's hard to get the bums on seats. And so Patricia knew which way the wind was blowing years ago. So like a sailor back in the day, she licked the end of her finger, held it up in the air, realised the wind was blowing towards television. And so I think it was 2005, made the hit show Medium. That ran for about six years. So she knew what she was doing. She's not a person. And this is great life advice from an Oscar winner. She's not the sort of person who just let things happen. She she was smart. She knew which way things were going and she made it happen herself. Wonderful. Because obviously now every actor is seemingly desperate to do more television because the picture that you paint across multiple episodes is going to be that much richer than a picture you paint in a two-hour movie. Few better shows illustrate that quite like Escape at Danamora, a show that Ms. Arquette won even more awards for off the back of the Oscar that she won for, in my opinion, one of the greatest movies of, of recent years, Boyhood. We talk about all of this. Oh, Boyhood, what a film. Uh, and we talk about a new show, The Act. So at the age of 51, Patricia is in this red-hot form having done Escape at Danamora and then straight into the act. I don't want to spoil what the act is about. Because it's a true story, you might be tempted to Google the story. I would say don't, because you will definitely ruin it. I will just tell you this before you watch it. 
Patricia plays a real-life overbearing mother. Munchausen by proxy is involved. Please don't Google more than that, because you, you'll, if you're like me, you'll fall down that Wikipedia rabbit hole and it'll all unravel and then you've spoiled a, a wonderful piece of work. Patricia's in it. <laughs> Patricia. Met her once. I'm going to call her Patricia. Ms. Arquette uh, is in it. Chloe Savinia's in it. Um, and again, as with a lot of these shows, as I say, the picture that you paint is just that much more vivid than had this been uh, a movie. So, yes, I, c- I could talk happily for about an hour as to how wonderful Ms. Arquette was. Uh, I'll tell you this now. I'll tell you at the end. Probably building up too much. Anyway. I hope you enjoyed Patricia Arquette. She was great. Uh, Next up is our good news story for this week. So our good news story this week, um, this is a a brand new digital tool that is aimed to help people with HIV. So even in 2019, a lot of people don't know the difference between HIV, AIDS. uh, And so the the piece that we have here at Balance, um, there's a, a woman is quoted, she has HIV. And even now, people ask her, oh, does that mean you're going to die? Does that mean you have AIDS? Um, And so what this, I'm looking at it now, what this looped-in website enables you to do is to, this tool allows you to select information to pass on with people in your life so that you can explain what's going on with you and what that means for your life. Because if you have HIV, the stuff that you want your mother to know is different to the stuff that you might want your boss to know or a a partner and so on so uh, if you google looped in that may take you to a youtube video or the actual url if you'd like to find out more is loopedin.nat.org.uk and comic relief are just one of the people um (laughs) one of the companies i should say um who, who are funding this and this this has just launched now um, so if you'd like to find out more, looped in. It's a, a new digital tool that has been created with the, the intention of, of helping people with, uh, with HIV in the, in the year 2019 to, to better help put, the, uh, put that information across. There's a quote here as well from Deborah Gold, who's chief executive of National AIDS Trust. And as, uh, as Deborah says, this is my voice, it's not hers, obviously. Um, uh, giving people a customizable, convenient and evolving way to educate others is part of how we aim to spread understanding. Developing this unique tool has been really exciting and I can't wait to see how it is used in the real world and build on what it can do. And uh, I've I've been on there myself and it's really beautifully uh, put together. Illustrations are are great, really easy to use. Um, Yes, it's like I'm getting paid by LoopedIn. I'm not, It's it's a really really cool bit of tech um anyway without further ado the uh the the maestro the 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 hollywood icon one of the greats uh patricia arquette enjoy uh patricia it's so i don't feel worthy to call you i want to call you ms arquette such as my uh can i i'll go with that yeah sure yes okay (laughs) beautiful um now the, the act, the the, the storyline is is remarkable, and then it's all the more remarkable when you realise it's a, a true story. Can you just uh, say a bit about the? I know we can't give anything away, 
Um, but how, how the role came about? Because it was a, a BuzzFeed article originally, wasn't it? It was a BuzzFeed article. They wrote this this uh, pilot for this, and I uh, they approached me about it. I'd known about. I don't think it's a giveaway to talk about Munchausen by proxy. Sure, sure. So I'd known about Munchausen by proxy, but I didn't know about the specific case. They sent me the documentary and the script. I started to read them, and I told my kids. Hey, I got approached about playing this lady who has Munchausen by proxy, and they were like, "No!" And they knew the story. Really? They watched the documentary. Right. So they were like, "Don't play that lady, Mom! Please don't play that lady." I was like, "Guys, <laughs> just, just pretend I'm an actor, you know? I'm not going to start giving you guys medications." But they were actually terrified, and my kids have never had that kind of experience. I think because. Munchausen by proxy, if a parent is harming their own kid, it goes against everything natural. And just their idea like that a mom would be like that, or I'm even playing that part, scared them. Um, and the, the, the chemistry uh, you and Joey have is it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? Can you just uh, say a bit there? Because it's my understanding that the, the two of you... Because in some movies where there's a, where there's a clash, that you know, Jaws is a famous example. Then off camera, there's a clash because you know Robert mm. Shaw wanted it to be real. But you two have gone the other way, and you you actually become incredibly close, haven't you? Yeah, I I don't know. It was very weird with her. Honestly, we had this amazing chemistry immediately. Similar sense of humor. She reminded me of myself when I was younger, but a better version of myself. Like our acting styles are similar. Really. Yeah, it was very weird. It was like a very immediate connection. She has this great mom, and I don't know, it just felt like a lot of comfort. Her and my daughter get along really well. It, it was just very weird. I felt very maternal towards her, and I don't know. We're just, and we still are contacting each other, missing each other, and yeah. Because that's really rare, isn't it? Because I, I, from what I understand, someone will make a movie, and you might be pally on the set, but then you're moving on to the, the next TV project or whatever it might be. I mean, yeah, that, that I don't really happen. stay in contact with a lot of people that I work with. While I still love a lot of people that I worked with, I just tend to get so busy in my life and my own family and my advocacy work. And I seem to never have time to talk to any of my friends. But somehow me and Joey are texting each other a lot. I miss you, little one. How, how do you... How do you uh, how do you get into a role like that? Because I mean, do you take it home with you? I mean, genuinely, because I mean, I appreciate why the kids are saying that. Or are you able to completely? This character I did not take home with me. At all. <laughs> and yeah. that was like, no way, I'm leaving her right here. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of did the opposite when I'd leave, you know, go for bike rides and go to a nice dinner with friends and or maybe go out with Joey and we'd go to an arcade or something like that. So just doing different things and being very spontaneous. My character, Escape at Denimore, actually stuck with me longer because her low-grade depression and then shooting in prisons and being up north where it was cold and strange, that kind of depression stuck with me longer. Now, Denimore, uh, that's just one of the most stunning pieces of work I've, I've, I've seen in some time. I mean, that, that really does... Uh, stay with yeah. you. That was that's a special one because, in the, and this I'm, this this is less of an interview, more of a ego massage. 
in the hands of a, a lesser talent, she's a she's a Tilly's a, a, a baddie in quote marks, but through the writing, through Ben Stiller's direction, but through your performance, I really I really felt for Tilly. I, I felt great sympathy mm-hmm. for her. What what was that whole experience like? Because that I think it's a heck of a character. It was an amazing project to work on. I also had feelings for Tilly, but so did Ben the whole time. Sure, he was yeah. very supportive of really exploring Tilly's perspective on things and letting her have her feelings. And I think she has really different mechanisms to get her needs met than Dee Dee does. Sure. Uh, they're very different people, but on the outside, a lot of people would judge both of them and the choices both of them have made. How wonderful is, is that for you as an artist that in uh, you know 2019 we're able to talk about these roles that you've had in relatively quick succession? Some actors will never go their whole career and, and get, get near a character like that. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? I'm so lucky. I can't believe it. Honestly, I'm incredibly lucky. And at 51 to be getting these really great parts. You're not 51. I am. Get out of here. I am. Get out of it's here. amazing. Yeah. It, um, yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's the, playing the funnest parts and character work and being able to explore people in a different way. And, you know, I feel really grateful to play these very complicated people. Sure. Um, I'm very lucky also that I happen to be at this age at a time where people are trying to make a lot of content for a lot of networks, channels, things like that. (laughs) There's a lot more work. At first they had like a thousand channels and no content and I was like, you know what, everyone's gonna turn off their cable if you guys don't start making something. And suddenly they really have started making things now all over the place. So it's a really good time in Hollywood. It's a good time in our industry. There's a lot more work because the film business was really drying up for a long time. And there was still only network TV and a couple of channels. Now, really, everyone's making content. It's lovely to be having such a positive conversation around this, because I know for a while it was, you know, it was looking a bit doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Um, has, that, has that reinvigorated you and your outlook on uh, and your approach to acting? Because at the moment, the sheer volume of... You know, it's not just it's not just the quantity; it's the, it's the the quantity with the quality. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I know this phrase gets used a lot, but you, you almost can't use it enough. It's a golden age of television, isn't it? It is. It is. It's really exciting to be watching things as a viewer, as a people, a person that loves art, but especially because watching a lot of the demise of the film business, these mega films and small films drying up, people not going to the movie theater anymore. People wanting to stay home, pirating, all of these things kind of happening at once. I was worried about the whole industry, really. Yeah. And I think this quality in television has really brought things up a notch. May I ask you a question? Um, I read about your upbringing, which sounded, to me, sounded wonderful. So you had a, a, a Jewish mother, and then your your dad, is this right, your dad was supposed to convert to uh, Judaism and then I, I won't spoil it because most people won't know this and then something happened C- could you explain that because you can see the smile on my face when I read that it was like wow yeah my dad was going to convert to Judaism and he got lost and ended up at a mosque and converted to Islam <laughs> and then I went home to tell my mom and she was like 
Oh my God, you're kidding, right? <laughs> no, I converted to Islam. She was like, only you. Only you. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I say this with love in my heart. It's sort of thing that Homer Simpson would have, you know. I mean, bizarre, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, then he was Muslim for many, many years. And he went on to Mecca. And, yeah. You know, he'd do Ramadan every year. Yeah. So we always talked about religion in our household. Comparative religion. Different beliefs. Different traditions people had. We really, that was never one of the sources of fighting we ever had. Sure. We had many fights about many things. None of them were around religion. But I'm, I'm right in saying that um, one thing that, that, that shone through, and that's a, a beautiful thing for us all to learn from, you all believed in the one God, though, didn't you? Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a wonderful and powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there is so much similarity, I think, in all things, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll very quickly I'll show you a, a story so my, my wife is not a natural movie fan and I'm an absolute mm. movie buff so we, in our early days we would go to the cinema when I, when I could convince her to go to the cinema and when the, the credits would roll and I would turn to my wife for her review and she, it was out of ten and I'd think a movie was amazing she might hold up a six and I'd think oh my god we go again and I'd turn to her and it'd be that it'd be a five and I'd be like oh my god anyway one movie we go see the credits roll Turned to my wife, tears streaming down her face, both hands in the air, the maximum ten, never Woo! seen before or since, and it was boyhood. Woo! Ten out of ten, people. You hear that? You hear it? Woo! Now that film, you know, the, the Venn diagram for my wife and I, that is the one that's right that's right in the centre. When, when you're making a movie like that, I'm getting emotional because I, I given what happened with you and the, the Oscar, which was just one of the great Academy Award moments ever. Um, did you know when you were making that movie that you were making something so special? I did. I knew from the oh, second really? that he called me about the idea. I have goosebumps under this jacket. Great. Right when he called me, he's so casual, like, hey, what are you doing? We'd met years before, and we talked about being young parents, both of us, yeah, the yeah. first time we met. Sure. That we liked each other's work. We were at this party, which I never go to. He never goes out. We met each other, and we talked about the fact that we were both young parents. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And then I didn't see him for years. And then he called me and he was like, hey, how are you doing? What are you working on? And talk, small talk. And then he said, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this movie. Um, we shoot over 12 years. And I was immediately like, what? Like, I knew I wanted to participate in it. I didn't even know what the story was, what was going on, yeah. what my part was, anything. I said immediately, how do you get someone to finance something? Yes. when they're not going to get paid back for 13 years. Which is one of the reasons I think it should have won the Producers Guild Award. And the other reason I think it should have won the Producers Guild Award is in, in America you can't have a contract for longer than seven years. So none of us had a contract for longer than seven years. So it was just a handshake. We're going to always show up. We're going to do this every year. We're going to make this work. We're going to make this a priority. And we did. For producers to put in that much money for that long, not knowing if they'd ever see money back, plus to trust that their cast was going to show up and not say, hey, I want a million bucks next year. Of course. It's such a leap of faith that I just can't really imagine anyone else making a film like that. What what, what your memories... You can probably tell, as, as an emotional chap, I'm the sort of person that I would... UK time, I would stay up to watch the Oscars and then be shattered for the rest of the week. It's <laughs> four in the morning. What are your memories of that night? Because as a, as a as a little boy growing up, the Oscar, every year Oscar, 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 and then to see, and again I'm blowing smoke here, but see such a beloved figure such as yourself to to win the ultimate accolade. What what was what was that evening like? It was so weird. I was so exhausted by the time we got to that because the whole process of the whole. Oscar build-up is such a big thing that I felt like I was going to just dissolve into hysterical crying just from exhaustion. And I had mixed feelings because all of these awards had happened right before. And I was frustrated that... And I was grateful that I'd won, but Ethan wasn't winning. and sure. And Rick wasn't winning. And the movie wasn't winning. And that was so heartbreaking to me in a way because... We were all so close, and this was our thing together. And Rick was like, no, you're representing the movie, and we want you to win. But I had mixed feelings about that, and I had a lot of nervousness, and I knew I was if I won, I was going to say this thing that would be provocative. And, and also, when they said my name, it just felt like a very weird feeling. It felt like somebody injected me with an elephant tranquilizer or something. Like, all time and space went, like, like, everything felt like a weird ripple. It felt like it took six months to walk up the stage. It felt, everything was distorted in a very strange way. Um, And then when I went backstage, after I gave that speech, uh, when I went backstage, I just was shaking and felt like I was going to collapse and faint. Just the adrenaline rush, I think. Um, yeah it's all a little bit of a blur and it almost feels like I'm watching a movie of somebody else's weird 
drug life or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, did that really happen? I know it really happened because I've seen pictures of it. And everyone tells me it happened. <laughs> but it also doesn't even seem real. Now, now I'm, I'm 41 soon, so if there's, if there's one movie I would... Put in the time capsule. It's it's true romance. I mean, it's just Aww, one of the thanks. one of the apps. You know, if you if, you, if anyone has never seen it, I, I can't recommend that film enough. What's what's been the key for you to, to this rich and, and wonderful career to now be at a point where you're, in my opinion, banging out some of your career best stuff? What's the secret there? Because hmm. I mean, I feel knock on wood that I've been lucky every inch of the way. I had so much opportunities, and to start as an ingenue and the, the love affair stories and, you know, being the girl and then moving on to moms and working with people like Unmedium and all of that and exploring that world. Yeah. And boyhood. And then at this moment, there were, there were strategic things I did along the way. I started working in TV before people were really working in TV because I already saw things were happening in film that were not good. That film was going away. And there was a really snotty quality towards television, which I didn't agree with because my great-grandparents were in vaudeville. And I was like... That's right, yeah. You know what? There's something really cool about performing for people who just watch commercials. But other than that, they get free entertainment. And why can't we do good acting on TV? So I kind of migrated towards working in TV at a time where... Film actors, everyone was trying to get out of TV and just be in film. So I saw that TV would, had a big, important future coming. And then, um, like when I got Escape at Denimora, a bunch of business people said, oh no, you can't do that. You can't gain weight and you can't look like her and you can't. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I want to have the conversation about who's allowed to be sexual, what body type, hey, here's this lady, she's unapologetically sexual. Is that okay, or why isn't it okay? And is it, shouldn't she have a space to want to be loved and feel alive or not? Let's have that conversation, but we're, I want to be an actor. I don't want to be stuck in all these boxes. I just feel so limited by them. So there were strategic things I did along the way that were pushing back on industry standards and ways of doing business and ways of thinking about your own career that I wasn't willing to agree to. Uh, just... Yep, I'll, I'll allow you one more. Bless you, thank, nice. uh, <laughs> thank you very much. And again, well, to, to end on, um, you're now, I know you mentioned how you were earlier, but now you're the, you're the sort of person where people are rubbing their hands together to find out what your next project is. Now, I know you can't spoil these, but The Bell Jar and Toy Story 4, I mean, that's... Yeah, I actually have a comedy coming out called Otherhood, which is a, kind of a mom comedy, momedy. Um, and then I have a tiny, tiny part in Toy Story 4, which I was really excited about being part of that cartoon franchise. My great, my grandfather had done, worked with Mel Blanc and early radio, and my dad had been one of the voices on Johnny Quest and done a bunch of cartoons, so I've always wanted to break into that and and the Toy Story franchise meant so much to my kids, and we had so much fun with that. So I have those two things. Belger, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. They've been trying to get their financing together for sure. quite a while. But I'm also writing a, pro a book, and I'm supposed to direct a film. So I have a lot of little fires going all over the place. You've got the world by the tail right now. 
That's right. That tiger. It's a cute. I have a little bowl of milk out for it. <laughs> oh my god, that was a that was a blast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Patricia. Thank you so much. What a treat, eh, Patricia Arquette? So, so, I up until very recently, I'm not always sure you should bother someone for a photograph. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I've obviously changed my mind. I'll explain. You're just mindful of bothering people, aren't you? However, I've been doing journalism now for the best part of 20 years, and so I just think where possible, in this age of fake news and you know, people have been exposed for making up quotes. That was, there was a famous case in America a few years ago where a, a guy kept getting these exclusive one-on-one interviews, and it turns out he was he was making them up. Um, so getting a picture probably is unnecessary, given it's a podcast. I mean, yeah, that would take incredible mimicry. Um, but what I've got into this thing of getting a picture with the person when I remember as an almost certificate of authenticity, if that makes sense. So it's our, it's our way of saying, look, and we spoke with them and we met them and this was a thing that happened. You know, I, I, there are, I've got friends who do podcasts and they do the same. And when they do, I think that's such a good idea. So it's a thing that I'm making myself blush by admitting this. But anyway, with, with Patricia, I said, oh, look, could you get a picture? Because then you can share it on the socials and you can say, look, we actually met Patricia, Arca-, you know. And uh, yeah, all good. And then I confessed to her that when I have my picture taken, and it's like an arms arms around the shoulder job, I never know what to do with my free hand. And so Patricia Arquette very gamely grabbed hold of my right hand. And so in our picture together, we look like we are doing a waltz because the icon, <laughs> the legend Patricia Arquette, uh, grab my hand so that for once in my life I knew what to do with the free hand. So one absolute ubermensch. Uh, so as I say, if you see the picture, maybe if we share it on balance or if, if I share it while we're doing a fairly comical pose, it's all thanks to the Oscar winner. So I cannot say enough wonderful things about I've been very lucky. I've got to interview a lot of people down the years, but she was she was a ubermensch. She really was. Uh, and as I say, the act please be sure to watch it. If you're looking for that new show to to binge, then this is probably it. The the act, and as I say, crucially based on a true story, which makes it even more uh, remarkable. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll be back next Monday. Huge thanks as always, as ever, for sales inquiries, sales at balance.media, and to drop me a line, uh, podcast at balance.media. Thank you. As always, from the bottom of my heart, it, it means the world. Um, I've been James Gill. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a lovely week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 